Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. He's Garrett Price. That pause is getting longer. It's hard to know. Am I supposed to shoot Am him? I, uh, I'm Should good. I be introducing myself? No. He's what pause? Got... My pause? Or yeah. What are you talking about? Look yeah. at those paws. You don't have hands. You have paws. Dude, pause. you're ridiculous. Honestly, you're feeling the heat to be an 0-4. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back. Going to recap a little bit of week four here. Talk about some dynasty. Hit on some of these injuries. Talk about some rookies. Um, talk about some surprises, some disappointments. Surprise. It, it's a process of dynasty. I would say this has been a really unique season. The 2024, uh, I, I feel like 24 they all season. are, right? To some extent. I mean, in the Eastern <laughs> own right? But this has been real, like a lot of surprises, a lot of duds that you would not expect. Um, thank God for this week, we got through not losing any major star to injury long term. Not long term, yes. Long-term. Right. Yep. Long term is the key. There. Although so, there were a couple that I was a little worried about for a second. But oh, really? Yeah. I was, when my, when my boy Javante went down for a second there, non touched, I was afeared. Yeah, that makes I sense. I was afeard also. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, you already got a whole year. I can't do it again. This is the first week of buys. Uh, week five, I know the Browns, Chargers. There's going to be some players that are on buy this week, so make sure you pay attention to that. that and check your lineups. Uh, some people are coming at a right time. And you know, this is where the dynasty season starts to change. This yep. is where uh, the trade market really starts to hand, like. Really hype yourself up. up. Yep. Yeah, ramp up. I was. I don't know what I was going to say. Hemp up? I don't Ham? Know. Heat up, be. I think you were probably going to say, right? Heat I, up, ramp I, up. I, I barely I probably know. Together. Ham, um, ham, ham, ham up. Ham it up. Half the time, my brain's just going, and I'm listening to the words as they come out, and I'm like, oh, okay, I said that. Um, <laughs> that wasn't what I meant, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't say I'm ever again either. So, you know, as teams ex- experience these bye weeks along the injuries where it, the teams, the, ra- the records are going to start to... Sh- <laughs> swirl swirl swerve swirl swirl switch, switch. Swirl. <laughs> there's so many sw words yeah, it's that, like a chocolate vanilla that's when rich's slight lisp really got up to him he yeah. just got caught in it nothing yeah. <laughs> like having a lisp 25 percent of the time you talk and then you start using these s words can't can't use uh s's properly can't put g's at the end of my sentences yeah. but here i am doing a podcast so yeah. it, wait wait what? you're an overcomer you really uh, are look at you <laughs> try to be so what were you trying to say yeah i mean this is where this is where <laughs> you're make them do it again <laughs> yes you know the trick that's people, what kind of friend i am garrett it's gonna be your best position to <laughs> attack this 24 class when you know we talk about times of the year uh over yep. the next five months will be your best chance to get 24 seconds or five weeks oh yeah oh yeah 24 first and it's gonna be a very strong draft class again uh, this year. I know we say it every year, but we've been blessed it with is. some good draft classes. Especially quarterback and super flex leagues. Quarterback looks as deep as it's ever been and some great names at the top. Receivers looking awesome. Tight end at the top looking awesome. The only one that's lagging behind a little bit is the running back. But there'll be a couple players that land in the right position sure. and be just fine. Uh, and if you need running back, now's the time to go out there and make some trades exactly. for some. And we'll talk about some of those guys as well. So much to talk about in this episode, so I can't wait to get into it. Before we do, I got to tell you about our friends over at Underdog. They had that mystery pick'em special right now. That's right. If, you, to, if you're a brand new sign-up to Underdog, 
Uh, they have a mystery pick'em special up to a hundred dollar deposit match to go along with that if you use the promo code Nerds. All you gotta do is sign up at Underdog, use that promo code Nerds, make a deposit, head to the lobby to find out which player pick'em special that you got. So what are you waiting for? Go get the Underdog. Fancy.com, go to your app store, use the promo code NERDS. They're going to double your first deposit up to $100. You're going to get some extra money, do some daily pickums, get ready yep. for the offseason, have, you know, with all that money you win to do the best ball tournaments, which I'm doing pretty well in so far. It's Ew. early. It's early. Uh, and on top of that, we're going to give you a full year membership to the Nerd Herd. Uh, that's right. You're going to get access to all the tools, all the extra podcasts. Um, Discord, so much more at Underdog with a GM sign up. Get out there, have a good time, play the game, use the promo code NERDS. Let's talk about some injuries. Let's uh, do it. I, I'm kind of glad we didn't get a little bit less time to talk about injuries this week and the kind of drastic, uh, you know, moves you might have to make to overcome. Uh, like me, who's a over what? Over overachiever. Over okay. Over yeah. What, um, what was I? What did I call you? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> doing porn podcasts or something <laughs> around here. Uh, big news is not an injury update, really. It's somebody possibly coming off the injury. We're going to find yeah. out Thursday, but Jonathan Taylor is supposed to return to practice. And we've, we've talked about last week how good Zach Moss has done. Yep. Uh, in, in the wake of this injury... Injury absence, <laughs> I was, yes. I would assume he's healthy a year and a half later. <laughs> it's um, a rough ankle. So... Couple questions. You here. never had a rough angle, have you? <laughs> <laughs> they can be bad, my friend. Okay, okay, maybe, but you know, with somebody with uh, his status and the medical opportunities available to him, what are you saying about me and my ankles? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a crew, you know, to look at your body all the time. That's a good point. Yeah, get a better posse. Yeah, guys, you are my posse. You <laughs> guys, am just, I not looking at your ankle? <laughs> you guys just dissed yourselves. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. I have zero medical training. You're a bad ankle person. How about you? Yeah, not good. Yeah, exactly. I never twist my ankle real bad. I, I actually have. I've done some pretty bad things to my ankles. I only had one real bad one. It was senior year, second to last game of the season, and I rolled it, and it was like purple. I mean, yeah. it was it was bad. Still played. I only had one game left in my high school you career. Barring down there, dry humping your leg. It's what it felt like. I bet it was what it looked like too. Yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of damage. Just you know, like even running bases and like sure twisting ankles pretty bad. Like there, but my worst one was was snowboarding. I I went down a hill. I I caught a groove somewhere. I was doing basically cartwheels, and then my board caught. Uh huh. And it wasn't even the side of the ankle that was injured that was black and blue. It was the other side, which is usually a pretty bad sign. Just started my job. I never even went to the doctor. I was hobbling around, and it still grinds all the way around. Oh man, yeah. that bad, huh? Yeah, I probably I probably broke something. You probably broke something. Yeah, yeah. that's and why I like snowboarding. So I always feel like my feet are secure, so I can't get hurt. I felt like I was skiing, like kidding. my legs would go the wrong way, and I'd have buckled knees. But hey, whatever. I've, I've actually never broken a bone. All the years of football, basketball, all those sports, yeah. never broken a bone. Either. Yeah. Broken zero sports, lots of fingers, and, my, and my hand once. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, power I fingers. Dislocated a finger one time, it was pretty nasty looking. Yeah. But I've that, dislocated both my thumbs. I mean, this one's like not I still even, pop not, this one's not even straight, like it just hurts. it goes uh, kind of this way and then that way. Not like a foot, not like a offensive lineman, but it's definitely well for dynasty body yep. defa. <laughs> Deformities. Yep. Uh, I feel like there should be some graphics that are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, go to YouTube channel. Check it out. Hit that like button. Injuries. <laughs> two, two, two questions here about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, one, does he play? Two, are you? what are you doing with Jonathan Taylor? Are you buying? This, are you selling? He got sold today in one of my leagues for two first. 
And, the okay. same, and another person late, said, I just got first, it for a first. Too late first. Yeah. Okay. This is a tough one for me, right? I mean, I think he's, if he gets traded, he's 100% playing. Mm-hmm. If he does not get traded, he could he could just keep stringing this thing out, can't he? I mean, if he wants to get paid, he could. But I, he's a he's a pretty sharp dude, and and not that you know feelings and emotions can't get involved in that kind of stuff and collide your judgment on it. But I just don't see it being fruitful for him to miss any more time. I don't see how it was fruitful to miss this time. You know what I mean? Like that's what right. I don't understand. But in this. the sense of I can't it's make four it. less games on his body. He still is able to get out after this year. So like I I get it. But if you're not trying to force your way out, like what's the end like what's the end game? Like just the four games? Like that's it? Just the less wear and tear on your body? I think so. I think just, I want I mean, I kinda of think so too. I think he has no choice. I think he's paying here in a corner and he's gotta go out and play. Yeah, like if he I, wants to get paid, the best thing he do is get in the field and put up big numbers. I mean I Yeah. And I know that there are some people that are really worried about Zach Moss. I'm not too worried about Zach Moss. Like I, I do think the first couple games back, it'll be a little more of a split as they like ease him back into the Who's offense. Worried about him, his girlfriend from losing all the no, touches. I have honestly, like I've seen people talking about it on Twitter. Like, oh, be worried about Jonathan Taylor. It might, it, it might not be as as much of a workload as you think with Zach Moss there and performing so well. Yeah. Hey. Be worried about Kenneth Walker because they drafted Zach Charbonnet in the second round. Oh, worry some me over here. Yeah. Thank you. So have you guys seen, I haven't seen a lot of Zach Moss. I've seen, like, I haven't physically seen him on, on, on the field play. Has he looked good? He's looked solid, but he's still, he's still not explosive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's still, he's still the same guy. I think he's developed a little bit in, he's, he can read the holes a little bit better than he used to and and some things like that, but he still doesn't have the juice that a Jonathan Taylor does. He doesn't have the strength. He doesn't like, once you pair him up with an Anthony Richardson, that could honestly be incredible. Like I hope somehow magically this relationship repairs yeah. because I would love to see them together for a long time. But I think it's, it's, he's going to play out this year and he's going to be somewhere else next year. Unless they agree to resign him long-term. Right. Uh, which I'd be surprised, but maybe you never know. I mean, air says whales dead. So that kind of gives him some more time to spend some uh, <laughs> time what? on other things. I want to like save some whale and the whale died. So, <laughs> Didn't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to resurrect a whale. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, for me, Jonathan Taylor, I, I, I mean, let's look, look at the facts. We haven't seen him be Jonathan Taylor in over going on almost two years, you know, because of injuries and uh, in offense. And he just hasn't been 100%. And since then, you know, he needs to prove it to not only to get paid, but he needs to prove it to dynasty owners. So, like, mm-hmm. that trade today where he, people got off him for two firsts, like, I have no problem selling running backs for two firsts. Um, if I can get the capital, definitely somebody who's going on to their second contract. That's my favorite running back to sell. You know, it's a little bit different if I had Devon HN right now and somebody said, hey, I'll give you two first. And I drafted him at one. I mean, I drafted him at one four, but say I drafted him at like one nine. That would be hard to resist, but I have a 21 year old running back in a system that absolutely fits him to T. I'd rather have four years of that than two first. But by um, the way, I sent out a couple of, of Devon HN, um, Offers offers with two firsts attached, and I haven't. Did you do it before Sunday or after Sunday? It was la- it was after last week's show. Okay, and it didn't get it done. Yeah, so it was before it was before this second week, okay. and it didn't get it done. I wondered if if how much that second week like really affirmed it for people, and was like, oh, was it just t- like one fluke week? It's over. Yeah, it's done for. There is no window at all. It is yep. sealed tight, closed, Even, caulked. And like, it doesn't matter what mode you're in. If you're a rebuilder, shot. contender, like like what would you rather have? And we talked about this. Uh, 
last week, and people, I know I got some tweets saying, oh, yeah, guys, Devon Achan for two firsts. Who would do that? Like, I'd g- sell them to me right away because we put a video out of it, too. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's the move I would make. Now we are another week later. Good yep. luck. I mean, good can't luck trying do, to get them for two get firsts. Yep. Uh, and something else we talked about that people were like, huh, at the time. Remember, you and I talked on, on BSN about late first for Nico Collins. That's looking really good right now. Another thing people, oh, you guys are idiots yeah. for. We're a like, dude, we said we gave up a Nico? late first for Nico Collins. People said we we're idiots. I offered somebody a late first and I got denied. Did you really? Right after that show. Yeah. Wow. And respectively so. And I, if I had, if somebody offered me a late first for Nico, I'd say no. No, I've got, especially, I've got especially now shares. how he's looked these past few weeks. Yeah, man. This is the game. Dynasty is a very, you know, we talk about all the time, riding that wave and where that wave is. And right now the wave on those players is really high. And you just don't... There's a lot of other people that play Dynasty and they use they use these opportunities to sell these kind of players. And I never understood that when they're selling these players for first. And you can say the same thing about Puka, right? Like and we talked about it, like, hey, I'd probably take a late first. That would be stupid if I would give him up for a late first at this point. Um, it's, it's you know, when you do that, you're you're hoping to replace that player, first of all, with that pick. Like what? Do, like what's the process here? So you have all this extra draft capital to move up and get one player, I guess, you know, like a Caleb Williams or something along those lines. Like Having a guy like Devon Achan, I would 100% rather have him than two late first. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I would rather have Nico Collins than a late first. You know, you're talking about a 50-50% chance that that player would just be on your roster in three years, let alone contribute at any one year of a wide receiver one running back I, I, number. I'm not quite sure how we got onto Devon Achan, but while we're here, quickly, where would you have him? So you would still rather have Bijan. I moved him up. I'll tell you exactly. I moved him up today. Okay. I moved him ahead of Gibbs. You, you guys talk. I'll, All right. I'll, so Bijan is yep. ahead of him. Correct. Christian McCaffrey. Who would you rather have? You know, that's funny because Christian McCaffrey is probably my third or second rated guy, second or third rated guy. Uh-huh. And, and in our, in our nerds, in, no, in our air force uh-huh. league, Jared was trying to offer me, you know, to, to, to trade for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I have Devon H. <laughs> you have both? <laughs> no, I have A-Chain or A, how do you say A-Chan. 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 Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, A-Chan. Um, so I don't need Christian McCaffrey. I've, uh, so I'm good. So yeah. like, I, I probably don't have A-Chan high enough. But, so, but I would still take Christian McCaffrey over yes, him. Me too. And a startup. But it's not that far away that probably that I have him. Brees? I Brees is my Brees is either my two or three. I can't remember. Okay. So it's 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 those two that are two or three. Okay. And then uh Gibbs and Taylor are the next two. Gibbs, I think I think I have Taylor as my number four, and I would still probably take Taylor, but maybe not. But yeah, probably. <laughs> so <laughs> what does that no, I really maybe. Definitely Listen, maybe. I, I and I know we're gonna be switching our rankings over to we're gonna do tiers here soon. Uh-huh. Um, I updated my running back rankings today mm-hmm. and I have Bijan one, Brees Hall two, Christian McCaffrey three. And I'm already, I moved HN up. Dude, Christian McCaffrey is so good. I know Four that he's, I know that he is older for a running back. He's like Travis Kelsey. It's like, how do you so factor good. in somebody, you know, that doesn't have super long. He left? is like a cheat code. He's Travis. Kelsey. He's so good. He's, yeah. he's like Travis Kelsey over 20 points every game. It's um, unbelievable. After McCaffrey, I have a Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, and Devon Achan. Come and again? After Christian McCaffrey, I have Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Devon Achan. You're right an, behind them, I have Tony Pollard, you're an Jameer overcomer, Gibbs. I can tell. Um, I got to move Kenneth Walker up here. I, I think I would Devon. have. I think I would have him above Barkley. I would have Achan above Barkley. 
I don't know about Walker. Walker's close because he's also young. I think I'd rather have Achan. That one's close for me. Can I just call him Jackie Chan? That one's yeah. easy. That's easier for me. Devon Jackie Achan. <laughs> no, a, no a, a Chan. Just Chan. Just Devon Jackie. Chan. No, Jackie Chan. <laughs> I'll just call him Jackie. <laughs> just solely Jackie Chan. Just straight up Jackie All Chan. All right. So when we, you call somebody Jackie Chan, we know who you're talking about. Yes. All right. Done and done. Right. Yes. I mean, Andy Dolphin. Jackie, Jackie Chan. Two weeks in a row, looking good. What we saw on tape at Texas A&M, he's very explosive. Always due for one of those big runs. He's had no. a back-to-back weeks where he had to run over 50 yards. Will that happen every single week? No. But we saw we saw a player that was that fast and that explosive before put up big runs like that for two years. His name was Chris Johnson for the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain players had that kind of ability. I know Devon H. Chan's a little bit smaller, but again, if you, if you go back and look at our rookie breakdown, this is a player that I said that I had one for the whole process. And when we were doing it, I said I had actually H. Chan closer to Gibbs Mm-hmm. Than Gibbs was to Bijan, and the reason I moved him ahead, we're going to talk about Jameer Gibbs a little bit later, so I won't go into yeah. too much detail about it. But um, yeah, it, it hasn't still been involved heavily in the passing game, which we know he's he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. But absolutely dynamite running the football, and that's what I want to see. And the fact that I've seen it work now, back to back weeks against you know people are saying, well, you know, let's see him do it versus Buffalo, the one of the best defenses, if not the best, you know, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Same exact thing. Exact uh, same sky's thing, the yeah. limit for him. If you want to put A-Chan as your number two overall dynasty running back, I wouldn't call you stupid. I think Brees Hall is is more talented than A-Chan. But, again, it's just about – it's not about who's more talented ever. That's not what we're That's always part talking of the about. Equation. It, it is part of the equation. It's a big part of the equation, yeah. too. Right. But it's about who's in the best position to succeed – and who is succeeding. And this is where we're at currently entering week five of the 2025 season. And in our in our jobs here doing the podcast is to look at that and also extrapolate that over long terms mm-hmm. um, for dynasty players. We're looking at, we're always looking at two to three year windows is how we kind of operate here. Hashtag two to three year window. And that's the lifespan of a usually fantasy football running back. HN to me looks like he has got that four to five year window, um, which is easily worth you know, two first. Uh, I would take him over Pollard because his the fact that he's twenty one really Huge. puts that you know yeah. juice into those picks. So I would just like we said last week. I'd still offer two first. Good luck getting it done. I put a couple offers that were pretty heavy out there for HN. None involved two first. So I didn't want to go that extreme right away. I wish I would have in some because maybe would have got it done. Because now I know it won't get it yeah, done right. after this week after the show. And I and I got a couple of replies where like hey. Hey man, that was a real solid offer. I appreciate it. But like, I just, I had him, I, after like listening to you and you had him at one, four, I took him at one, four, or I've had him one high, four and high one two. quarterback for what it's worth. Yeah. For one. Yeah. One QB leagues. Yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna ride to see where it is. And that's, and that's a good dynasty owner, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't play the way. And I know most of you guys don't too. They're like, when these young guys come out and they do all these big things, like, Ooh, I could sell them for more. Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you do? I know you want these liquid assets in dynasty. Um, you gotta get well, off. The, you gotta get off the hamster wheel. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have cornerstone players, yeah, and, and this that, is a yeah. player that's a potential cornerstone player. Mm-hmm. Puka Nakua is a player that's a potentially a cornerstone player. When you get a guy who's under the age of twenty four in dynasty, is potentially a cornerstone player. Definitely, if you're in rebuild, anywhere you took them, they're a part of that process. Rebuilding or contender, they're a part of that process. Like you have players that are young that are helping you now. That's best case scenario mm-hmm. because now you have a cornerstone piece. 
that usually if your contender is a little bit older of a team, you have that piece to kind of offset that. If you're rebuilding, these are exact kind of people you want to have in your corner to build that rebuild. So let's get let's get back to fun. injuries though. Yeah. Um that's our that's our, another Devon H M. <laughs> I'm just really happy for so, him. So like we were saying, love, Jonathan so. Taylor. So Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what he does. Let's see if he practices Thursday. Right. If he plays. Right. We'll we'll talk a little bit more Jonathan Taylor in depth next week and see how it goes. Uh, the question, I guess, well, before we go move on, though, is would you pay two first for Jonathan Taylor today if it was proposed to you? Like, when that leap day. Somebody came to you, hey, you need a running back. I'll give you Jonathan Taylor two first. Would you pay two first today, Matt? So I, I am in a situation where I could use a running back. I even have Zach Moss in that league. And if the person who had Jonathan Taylor was like, give me two firsts, he's, he's yours right now, I'd 100% do that. Okay. I think I would, too, yeah. If I'm a contender, I'd be willing to do that. Any other situation, no, but. True contender. Yeah. And when I say true contender, I'm meaning like top team or second best team. And he puts me over the top for the best team. And, and that and that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah. In, I sold him league. for I sold him for one first in okay. a Superflex league. But I can tell you guys before this pick is almost guaranteed to be top three. See, and I would almost rather have in a Superflex league a top three first than I would two late first. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so like, and I, yeah, I so sold similar him for value. That. Yep. So right now, it, he it's currently pick two. Okay. Right now, I'm kind of fall, like every week I look to see where he stands. Did you lose? Did you lose? Did you did lose? He, and he, he he lost again. So he's <laughs> um, it's currently pick two. He probably won't. The, the worst team is doing the Full natural tank. tank. Yeah, it's just it's that's all right. It's still Marvin Harrison. It's still Drake May. Yeah, it's still Marvin Harrison. It, for me, it's going to be the quarterback. And yeah. I think we kind of look. And, and I, I put a tweet out there too. This kind of. You know, I know uh, our buddy Ray Garvin was talking about it for um, a couple of people were talking about it as well. And I put that tweet out there saying, never take a running back over top, you know, first round quarterbacks, no matter how good they are. And I had the guy throwing the scroll said, yeah. I'm taking Bijan anyways. Yeah. In hindsight, you know, and, and I want to piggyback off what Ray did on Twitter. So I don't want to like take his takes here. But like he said, in hindsight, they did a redraft. They took Andy Richardson one and CJ Stroud two. If I could redo it and go back and superflex, I would take Anthony Richardson one. I would take CJ Stroud two. I would take Bijan three. I, I still think I'm at Bijan one. Uh, and this is, I guess, knowing everything, maybe I would put Anthony Richardson ahead of him. But at the time, Anthony Richardson was still very risky. That's why Bijan was one, 100%. And, and CJ Stroud, we didn't know what his ceiling could be. 100%. We're starting to see a ceiling. So, I have no problem with Bijan at one. And especially when you look at the dynasty landscape, we're arguing about who should be running back two, but there's such a big gap between Bijan and everybody else because everyone else is either young and unproven or injury history or old. Like Bijan's the only one that has the whole package. I agree. So I would still probably be in the Bijan one camp, but it would be close with Richardson. And no, I have no problem with that, but anytime yeah. I have a chance in Superflex to get a 21. Sure. Sorry, CJ Stroud turned 22 today. Oh, now um, he's too old. You know, a 21, 22 year old quarterback that has already, like, well, CJ Stroud's breaking records. He's um, looked fantastic. Anthony Richardson, you know, Anthony Richardson, his running ability just catapults him into upper tier. So anytime I have a chance to get a young, established quarterback, I mean, that's. Always outweigh again. Nothing against Bijan, yeah, yeah. but if I was doing a startup, I would those are, I would take those two players ahead of them. If I do the rookie draft again today, again, if you're picking that high, you're you're a bad team, right? You don't need Bijan. We say it all the time, like even if you don't need Bijan, use him a trade piece. Like I would, and you probably get C.J. Stroud maybe. 
I think right now, bit. I think Bijan would still go ahead of CJ Stroud in a startup. Like, I don't see CJ Stroud going in the first round yet. No. Uh, but I, Bijan obviously still will. But that's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, other players I heard this week, Kenny Pickett, he's MCL injury. Uh, initially, they don't think it's that bad. It's I know bo- bone bruise is what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, Mike Tomlin right? came out today yep. and said it's a bone bruise. Yeah. They're on bye this week, so they have another week to get right, so he should probably be, be fine. fine. Yep. Uh, T. Higgins, rib fractures. It looks like he might just miss a week. So that's not in the world either. And we're going to talk about Joe I don't, Burrow I don't later. even think he's been completely ruled out for he's this week. He's not been ruled out. Right. So it's still a possibility. It seems unlikely, I, but it's definitely possible. I mean, the way that they're playing, I wouldn't I wouldn't push it, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> Yeah, maybe, I get you. But the opposite could be true. It's like, oh, gosh, we got to win. Yeah. You got to get out there, T. Right. The, yeah, the but from, from a fantasy perspective, though, I might just rest him either way. Oh, 100%. Set, set him down in the bench. 100%. We're, we're going to talk Joe Bur- Burrow next segment, mm-hmm. so I'll just, I'll leave that as that because it's, yeah. Um, Javante Williams, we, we mentioned Garrett's favorite Williams. That's right. Uh, left the game in the first quarter. It was on, it was no contact. I was terrified. So, so I did not get a chance to see that as well. My son had a football game this, yeah. this Sunday, so this was like the first time I kind of missed a Sunday's worth of stuff kind of sure. right, right in that window. Um what happened? So it was it was a it was an outside run. Yeah, and he's getting close to the corner, and he just kind of f- slows down and falls more or oh. less. And that's like when your heart yeah just drops into your stomach. I was like, did he did he re tear something? Did yeah. he like what yeah. happened? They said it's some sort of hip flexor thing. It, he might not even miss this week. Like they they said like it was even possible he maybe could have came back. Like it was just. And maybe it was just the natural reaction of his body, like, oh, oh something's no, not right. Yeah. Something's yeah. not right. Yeah. Um, so he he should he should be able to come back and, and be fine. It's just a bummer because against that Bears defense, this was the week for him to go blow ahead up. and tear yeah. it up. And yeah. I was like, of of course. And now like this week they play somebody tough. Like I don't remember who it is, but it's definitely but, worth a uh, while checking your waiver wire for yeah. Leo McLaughlin. Yeah, uh, undrafted free agent at Youngstown he, State. He, he looks actually, explosive. Yeah, he came in when Javante went down. He played. He actually looked really good. He topped he, 100 now you yards said, all purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy two yards, uh, three passes for thirty two uh, yards. Looked real fast out there. Didn't completely take it over. You know, Samaj P. Ryan had the uh, short yardage usage, but he looked pretty good. So Jaleel McLaughlin's worth a waiver wire pickup to see if any one of these running backs go down. He definitely has the opportunity to come in there and produce. I mean, he's not a big guy, five foot nine, 187 pounds, but pretty explosive. He's explosive. I tried to go out and get him like in the preseason for everywhere, everywhere that I had Javante. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to go out and kind of back him up with, with no smart. Absolutely. With that player. I wasn't able to acquire him in a few places. Some stubborn, some other people were stubborn on it, yeah. owners out there. Own it. Justin Herbert broken middle finger on his non-thrown hand. He should be just fine, not missing time. And, uh, and they're on by also. They're on yep, by. they're on by so week two. Juwan Johnson hurt his calf. Uh, that was announced in a pregame, right? Yeah, it was a, one of those weird things where he wasn't on the injury report at all, and then all of a sudden, like right before the game, they're like, "Oh, he's going to be out this game," which so, is real cool because I started him. I, I did a couple places in too, a couple of yeah, a couple it, lineups. Yeah, not not thrilled with that. He's had a he's had a rough year so far. He has did not help. not been part of the offense, man. Nope, he's at all. Just been an afterthought. Yep. And yep. I thought that would have definitely gone the other way. You would have thought, considering well, they signed him to a contract this year. Well, and, and Derek Carr's history with Darren Waller yep. and using the tight end. It, yep. yep. Nope. Not the case. I, I I want to see him next year with no Mike Thomas on the roster. Okay. But yeah, disappointing. Mike Evans, hamstring. He'll be on a different team next year. He's week to week. And Maybe Pat Fire moves hamstring. I was going to say, is it going to last the whole year? Oh, well, they're three and one. Yeah, no kidding. Baker. Well. Yeah, dude, Baker Mayfield, dude. Baker. Have you ever doubted Baker. it? Come on. Baker. Get out of here. 
Of course, the three and one. <laughs> Never doubted him for a second. For Dude, a bump, second. Up, bump him up in the dynasty ranks, by the way, too. Uh, uh, Pat Fireman with his hamstrings hurt. He's a miss two, two, three weeks. So a couple of hammies. Um, but like you mentioned earlier, at least the Steelers are on by. So you weren't expecting them in the lineup anyway next <laughs> no, week. No, we were not. Um, let me tell you guys real quick about our friends over at Sleeper. They're a new partnership we have. We're really this final, the final uh, development here on our Sleeper Mini. I've been playing with it. It's absolutely tremendous on there. I'll give everybody a free week when that comes out. But right now, Sleeper, they're offering a really new, exciting way to play DFS, like we've been talking about, where you can win up to 100 times your entry. It's the highest payout anywhere when you play DFS. You track your fantasy players and your Sleeper picks all in real time. You choose two to eight of your favorite players from the pregame live in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less of the predicted stats. Only on Sleeper can you get up to 100 times the payouts. Whoa. You share them with your friends. Get reward wow. together. Use the promo code NERDS. They're going to match you up to 100 dollars on your first deposit terms and conditions apply and if you go on there now like you know they have like justin fields over or under 40 and a half rushing yards gj moore over three and a half or under rushing yards uh, receptions rece- receptions sorry terry mcclurin over or under four and a half receptions sam howe over under 238 four and a half passing yards. against chicago probably over. yeah so it's it's that simple on sleeper go on there make a deposit uh, they're going to match it. Use that promo code NERDS, and you'll be in good hands. Nice. All right. FFPC, we've been talking about them for a while now, and it's because they are the largest high-stakes dynasty league community in fantasy football. They launched their weekly challenge. It's no draft, no salary cap, no convoluted rules. It's just 10-team, 30-team, or 100-team contest. You pick your players by Sunday's 1 p.m. start, and you just let them ride. Results will be determined by the total points accumulated by each lineup entry. Get $25 off a $35 or $200 entry by using the promo code NERDS. FFPC is a licensed fantasy game operator, so all prizes are protected and paid promptly. Go to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. Venice Visit the weekly challenge and use promo code NERDS for $25 off any entry for new members. So let's talk about, we talked about him earlier, Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, Mm. when you're talking about Mm. from a fantasy standpoint, here's his fantasy football scores over the first four weeks. 3.2 points, 16.4 points, 9.2, 4.7. He's been an absolute statue in the box. It's clear as day that, he, that the calf injury is not right. It's, it's the, bothering him. The bad. Bengals made a terrible, terrible decision by not benching him and rushing him back for week one to play. Um, they should have benched him just so he can get healthy yep. and see where he is probably this week. I mean, how much different is their record going to be? Who knows? I mean, it's They're been probably atrocious. exactly the same. So... What are we the, what are we doing here with Joe Burrow? Or what do you guys do? I know what I'm doing with Joe Burrow, but what do you it, guys? How do you guys it, feel from a dynasty aspect? Let's throw this into a super flex conversation. Yeah, that's where it's course. most important. Now, I, part of the reason I wanted to talk about this was because we, as the fantasy community, and and us on, at Dynasty Nerds as well, we had him in that second tier. Uh, so Mahomes and Allen kind of got their own tier. Sure. And then the next tier. Oh uh, well, Herbert's in that tier for me, buddy. Okay, Herbert's my I'm number two. About, I'm talking about generally. Herbert's my number two overall dynasty quarterback. He's mine as well. I'm talking about generally in the fantasy community, not necessarily just us. But those two guys were kind of in their tier. And then you had the Herbert 
Hertz, and Burrow tier. Uh, some people might throw another quarterback or two in there uh, preseason, I'm talking about, before the season started. Uh, but for the most part, it was those three guys. Did we maybe prematurely put him in there? Uh, I know that he's played well, looked good, but on a points-per-game basis over their career in games that they've started, Herbert averaged 21.2 uh, points per game. Hertz, 22.9, so almost 23 points per game. Where Burrow was actually, he's only been at 19.4. So, decent amount less than those two other guys. And I think part of it is because the other two guys run more than Joe Burrow does. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between Burrow and those two guys. Were we maybe premature, like putting him in that tier a little too prematurely? Or is this a buy opportunity? How worried are we about the Bengals? I think these are all things that we need to figure out. I mean, for me... You know, you look, you dig into the numbers a little bit more. And, and after the ACL injury that happened in 2020, he averaged over 20 points a game, 20.5 in, in 2021. And then in 2022, he averaged 21.7. So he, he's really creeping right up into the numbers you were just talking about for those other guys. In one season, I mean, Herbert had like a 25 point season if we're just pulling one. Sure. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. It, it, in the past, the most recent history before sure. this calf injury, he was pretty damn close to those numbers. Sure. And I think that's why why he got into the conversation right. in that tier with all those guys. So uh, for me, I'm not going to now knock him mm-hmm. for, for playing clearly injured. I right. mean, this is clear that he's injured. He should not have been playing. He's trying to gut it out because you know, obviously they just they just came up short last year. You right. know what I mean? That's got to burn. For sure. And then then to not be able to start the season, no way. I'm coming back. I'm going to do this. This is going to be fine. I'm going to work my way through this. He's he's just not right. Yeah. And and the pieces, and I don't think it's just him. That entire offense. I mean, the the line's not giving him time. There's there's a lot of issues there. There are. I mean, it is not just him. We we spoke about it earlier in in this you know maybe two or three weeks ago how I think visually Joe Mixon has lost a step and I don't think there's really a question about that I think so he's another guy that's probably declining a little bit mm-hmm. he's not at the peak uh, of of his career anymore and T Higgins banged up and just not playing you know you know now he's banged up and Chase and him didn't get off to a great start Chase and Burrow the first couple of games so. It, it's been a weird year for them. The whole the whole offense is out of sync. Right. Is it all Joe Burrow's calf that that's putting him out of sync? Perhaps, but maybe it's maybe it's a lot of other things, like you were saying. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't but feel like we. I'm not knocking him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I don't down. feel like we jumped a gun at all. I mean, yeah. like Matt said, he's clearly hurt. This is somebody who put up the best college season I've ever seen at LSU that year. Um, came in, immediately turned around the Bengals, immediately took the Bengals to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. took them to an AFC championship game. Like, he is a clear-cut tier one quarterback. Like, it, Mike Brown made the highest-paid player of all time for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. You know, for me, if all I look at, all I look at this is, is a buy window for Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Now, for most players, people would just say, get out of here with this nonsense. It's calf injury. But some people might. Make the move. They might get worried about it. So, no, I think I think he still belongs in that tier. I think he'll always be for a while now in that tier two of quarterbacks mm-hmm. because he doesn't offer the Russian upside to enter that tier one. Unfortunately, right. Um, so for me, I think he's just fine there. You know, like and there's a lot of quarterbacks that were highly successful 
the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manns, the Drew Brees, sure. that were not rushing quarterbacks that got it done with their arms. And that's the kind of quarterback Joe Burrow is. He still got Jamar Chase. He was always effing open. So he doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, you know, will T. Higgins be there long term? I don't know. I still have I still have a very hard time envisioning that with the way Mike Brown sends money when they just gave Burrow. Once Burrow signed that contract, and they're going to have to keep Chase. Right. Uh, T. Higgins to me seems like he's, he's and I think even more him. so he's, now the Bengals are uh, flail, failing here. Yeah, that, he seems like a luxury. Yeah, you know it what looks I mean? like he's going to get probably yeah. good chance he gets traded once the bank. Like it would surprise me at some point where like if the Bengals are two and six or. Something or like that. Something's going to happen. They're going to shut Burrow down, put him on short-term IR or something. Right. And then, yeah, the season's over. Should have started the season like that. They should tank for Marvin Harrison Jr. anyways. You know, Jamar Chase. And then um, I would you, hate that could so Could you bad. imagine that? Oh, you know, uh, Carolina is it, it, looking for a number one receiver. A lot of reports out there, they're trying to trade for a receiver. T. Which, Higgins would yeah, be a great fit there. That would for make Mike a lot Sean. of sense, actually. That and they could probably get a first-round pick at some point for a guy like T. Higgins. The and problem is, I don't think Carolina has their first. The Bears have. They don't first. have. The Bears have them. So they which would have to give maybe their twenty five first, which that's tough as a rebuilding team to give mm. up yeah. two firsts in a row. Which is funny too because every well, I mean, they sign them. They might they probably get T Higgins probably for like a second and like a third or something along those lines. True. But like every time, I'm like, oh, Arizona, Arizona's got the one two pick. Meanwhile, because of Houston and Arizona, yeah. meanwhile, it's the Bears has one two pick right now. Yeah, Where's Justin picks. Fields going to go? God, I would hope Justin Fields would go to Atlanta. That'd be sweet. Um, yeah, that would be sweet. So, yeah, for Burrow to me, he's stagnant, which means he's not going anywhere in my rankings. Yeah. I think I, bu- I actually bumped Jalen Hurts ahead of him, which I didn't do before. Um, so he dropped a spot for you. Yeah. And I think, and I think, and honestly, I think Anthony Richardson's now going to start flirting with that Joe Burrow. Um, do I, same situation. Do I think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson? A hundred percent. Sure. But from a fantasy football standpoint, Anthony Richardson's over 23 points a game. Yeah. yeah. On, on points per so game basis. So yeah. let me get a little bit of that. You'd say thing. CJ Stroud. So he's put so, up historic numbers. Meanwhile, Anthony Richardson's just as good from a fantasy standpoint, just because of his, of his rushing ability. Uh, I so mean, if, just, just from a 18.7 for CJ Stroud, who, who is great. He's, he's quarterback 10. Right. Um, but, you know, obviously Anthony. But he's Richard. more like Burrow in that sense where he's not going to be running much. He can. 23.1. And Burrow can when he's healthy. Yeah. But that's just not a strength of his or something that he's going to be doing frequently. 23.1 for Anthony Richardson. So, that I mean, 23.1, I think, would put him second or third. Uh, CJ Stroud kind of reminds me, actually, of like Pat Cause, Mahomes. Because Andy sense. Dolphins won one really good game. <laughs> uh, no, for, for me, it doesn't really move him for me. I've, I've always had him just a hair below where other people have them. So Anthony Richardson's entering that conversation for me Tua is entering that conversation for me. Um, you know, maybe Lawrence hasn't had a great year, so it's tough to like elevate him. Uh, but, but that's, I kind of have Herbert and Hertz in a separate tier right now. And Burroughs kind of in the top of that next tier. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm you at. You want to talk about a player that you should be questioning about where you have a mobile ranked just be Jamar chase. Yeah. We said this, we didn't have this conversation on the air. No. But about a month or so ago, I said, I was like, to you guys talking, I was like, I'm not going to say this on a pod, but let's see where we're at, like mid-season. I was like, Jamar Chase might be one of the most overrated dynasty players. Now, before you clip that and say, like, I'm talking all this crazy thing, send the fantasy receipts is. Yeah, Peter, don't clip it. Yeah, Jamar Chase is super talented. But same thing. What are you, where are you producing? And maybe when T. Higgins is gone, that changes everything. But, you know, Jamar Chase is consistently slam dunk the maybe, number two overall More player. importantly, maybe when Burrow is back, that changes. Yeah, I mean, that changes he is as well. The, 
I think they've coexisted T Higgins and, and Jamar Chase just fine when Burrow is healthy. The, the stuff going on with Burrow is is no doubt it, it's knocking Jamar Chase down. And I have I have Jamar Chase as my number three overall dynasty player. So I'm not saying this is anything extreme, but like people, it was we had it where was this tier of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like I would say no, it's Justin Jefferson's in that tier by himself. And I would say Jamar Chase like. Jamar Chase to me is a lot closer to value wise of AJ Brown, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, that that tier, you know, than he is Justin Jefferson. Because to me, I would take Justin Jefferson ten out of ten times with that first wide receiver pick. Uh, now to be fair, I would take Jamar Chase yeah. probably two ten out of ten times as well. But when it comes to overall production, year in and year out finishes. Those guys are consistently pretty much finishing higher than Jamar Chase. I, I don't disagree with you that Justin Jefferson is a tier to himself right now. He yeah. just looks It's like 150 point or 150 I mean, yards every week. CeeDee Lamb. Ridiculous. Last year, Jamar Chase, wide receiver 11. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver 5. That's in 2022. In 2021, Jamar Chase was wide receiver 5. Um, so then CeeDee Lamb. Did he get hurt that year? What's going on with CeeDee Lamb? He's not on that list. So that that was his best finish, right? That Well, this is only his third year, so. Correct. So that was his best finish. So yep. uh, this is not me trying to clip and say, go sell Jamar Chase by any means. It's just, but when you're talking about putting something on your radar. Well, you would sell if you could get, if you could get AJ Brown plus, would you sell? Oh, hundred percent. And I think that's, that's where that is. Then, you know, you wouldn't necessarily sell Justin Jefferson for AJ Brown plus. I, yeah. If I can get CD lamb plus for, and let's just call the plus a first, right? So let's see if this, because okay. I mean he's a hot he's a hot nine series number two overall. If I get Ceedee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, um, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, plus a first for Jamar Chase, I would take all those. Chris Olave, it's pretty close. I'd entertain it. Depends how where the first is. It'd be like a mid first at that point. Yeah, I don't know. There's still, I'm there's, just throwing out names that are in that range. There's still things that bug me about Chris Olave and his non-physicality at yeah, the NFL level. Olave for me is in that tier three, okay. um, but which is a good tier to be in. Exactly. I, I don't mean to knock Chris Olave. There's just every time I watch him, I watch him through those lenses that I saw his rookie tape in, and I still see things that you don't love that I just don't love. Okay. Fair. All right, let's talk about some players here that we might love. Let's see if we're, uh, what are we doing here, Gary? We're going to see if we're yeah. higher or lower on Yeah, so this is where these players currently sit rankings-wise. Uh, we're going to talk about whether no, we No, not ranking-wise, fantasy-wise. Sorry, yes, their, their actual fantasy scoring output. Yeah. Uh, so top 12, they're at number 12, or they're at 17, or they're at 3, or whatever. Do we think this player is going to improve and score higher than this? Do we think they're going to you know, lower a little bit, or are they going to stay pretty much right at this exact same spot? Um, so some of them are, are higher end players. Some are maybe a little bit lower, but for most of the part, all of these are ones or twos at their position. Yeah. So Justin Fields on the bat currently sitting at quarterback 12, helped him get a bump here. Cause actually Justin Fields just had the best game he's ever had mm -hmm. as in the NFL. It's the first time he ever threw over 300 yards. It's the first time he's ever thrown more than two touchdowns, which he threw four. And of course it was against the Broncos defense, which is, one of the they worst defenses I've ever seen in my entire life. So, God. you know, you know, Fields come off a monster game. And we kind of talked about this a little bit last week where 
he started off slow last year mm-hmm. and where he First finished four weeks. being a top five quarterback. So sitting at quarterback 12, I think the biggest thing Justin Fields is going to need to do is make sure that the Bears don't finish with the number one pick or put them in. Because the problem is, here's the problem. Like, whoever has the number one pick is taking Caleb Williams. There's no... And the problem is he can I even can do everything right and get them to pick 10. But if Carolina's the worst team, it doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't and matter. And that's the tough part. And that's what sucks because mm-hmm. Caleb Williams is that special. Like, yep. he's that good. He yep. makes... When you watch Pat Mahomes play fo- football, that's how it looks when Caleb Williams plays football. He get the ball out anywhere, on the move, side off. It just... He makes... This past game he played. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, so, for me, when I look at... Um, Justin Fields, I'm still in on Justin Fields. I don't love the system he's in, but like there are some concerns about his long-term value because it's not, everything's not even in his court here. That's a problem. Like he could end up turning this around a little bit, get switched to another team and something like that could derail his career or it could improve his career or it could improve. He could go both ways. And, he and, could. and that's what I think makes him a hard one to nail down as far as value. Because there are people that are just going to want to wash their hands, right? Mm-hmm. They, they see the kind of writing on the wall. They see what's going to come at the end of this tunnel here. And it, it like you said, like they have not just one, not just their first-round draft pick, which is going to be pretty good. They're, they also have Carolina, who is trending in the wrong direction as well. So this could really this could really turn out bad for, for Justin Fields. And not not because of what he's or how he's playing and and all that kind of stuff so it is it's it's difficult to nail down it's hard to get a value on this guy i i i do like obviously everyone loves his rushing ability and his upside for fantasy is fantastic right i mean so so quarterback 12 he he could absolutely go up from there he's a qb1 right right and for what it's worth this is for this season right so not necessarily dynasty value this is this is where he ranks so far this season. But you know he and I know Anthony Richardson missed a game and that's why. But he's ahead of Anthony Richardson. He's ahead of Jared Goff. He's ahead of Baker Mayfield. And these are guys that are playing well. He's dominating um, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. He's ahead of okay. Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Which you know he's had a you know, you sneaky rough season. Like it's not been good for him so far this yeah, year. Yes, so, but you know for Justin Fields though he's put up over you know over eleven points every single game which went from a quarterback he wanted to be in the 20s. But, like, again, he's quarterback 12. He started off slow last year. Uh, Joe Burrow historically starts off pretty slow as well for the mm-hmm. first couple of games here, too. Now, outside the calf injury. <laughs> this is Over the last couple of years. This is normal. This is historically so, bad. So, I mean, I guess, like, the really short up here for me is, like, I'm still in on Justin Fields. Like, he's always going to bring that rushing ability. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but I did like his deep ball and his accuracy coming out. So again, we haven't seen that in the NFL level at a yeah. high, at a high, at a high consistent pace here. Mm-hmm. But I think still he offers a youth where I have no problem making the move for him because even if it doesn't work out here in Chicago, and they have a position to get Caleb Williams, somebody will trade for Justin Fields and he will get another opportunity, another opportunity to succeed. So for me, I'm using this window to buy Justin Fields. I only feel comfortable giving up a first in Superflex League, though, and that's about is close as I would give up. Is that going to get it done? You think? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, th- strength of schedule is another thing, right? He's got a pretty good schedule. One the of rest, the easiest ones at quarterback. The rest yep. of the way. So, I mean, I think obviously QB 12 might be his low, his low spot. And, and, you know, we talked about it last week. He was very volatile. He's hard to nail down. So he, 
I mean, if they don't allow him to pass, because obviously this past weekend was magic. It was great. This mm-hmm. is what you want to see out of him. But if they kind of take the ball out of his hands and make him more one-dimensional, maybe, maybe he's making a little bit more mistakes again, he could drop a few spots and, and, and be out of the QB1 situation, but it's not going to be too far. He always has that ceiling or that floor, I mean, just due to his rushing ability. So even if they take away some of the passing stuff, I, I still think he's going to maintain pretty close to QB2, QB12, if not going up. Yeah, I, I see him I see him improving this year. I, I get that it was Denver, and they're a really bad defense. They're not good. Right. But the confidence and anticipation that he was playing with, and I know you didn't get to, to really see mm-hmm. much of the game, but he was actually anticipating throws. He was making. He was getting through his reads. He was the the the, the snapshots and things that you saw the previous weeks that he wasn't doing. Those were the things that he was doing here. So it, sometimes you know we we want to talk about all of the physical attributes, and I get it because they're the easiest thing to measure. But sometimes it's just what's going on up here, and when you can shift that confidence level, sometimes that's all it takes to. Now I'm not half a second late and anticipate like now I'm anticipating and I'm on time and like all of these things. So he looked way, way like light years better to me. And it wasn't just because he was running. It wasn't just because they were all easy. Give me throws. Like some of them were in windows that he was making. So I'm very confident that he's going to improve on this. I think even in redraft, I'm, I'm bullish on him, but, but dynasty wise, I'm still absolutely buying. I bought him in one league, tried to buy him in another. didn't quite work out, but uh, I'm still in on him because I think one, he's going to be better the rest of this year with the easy schedule and uh, improved confidence. But two, I just don't see a scenario where he's not a starting quarterback for somebody. Kind of like I was talking about Kyler earlier. I just don't see how he's not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. You pay two first for him. That's where that's where it gets tricky. I can do a first and a second. Where it gets to two is where I'm really struggling because of the red flags. Exactly. Believe in a player, but sometimes it's not just a player you have to believe in. It's 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 all got to come together. Exactly. So um, um, before we move on, Chase Claypool not even active last week, and all of a sudden the, oh, the offense kind of takes off. Any anything? That's funny. I didn't think about that, anything but. to that. Like I mean, did all of a sudden the number two reads? Go from a guy that maybe wasn't in the right position, maybe wasn't trying, wasn't on task, or and all of a all of a sudden it's a Cole Komet that's the second the second read or the second look in in the offense. I and thought we'll get you to heard it came from under the table under Garrett's seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, coincidence? I don't know. I I honestly don't. I guess we'll have to see till, till next week. Sure. It sounds like yeah. he's, it sounds like Chase Claypool is is not long for this team. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll find out what that it, low nerd score is feeling better and better. Felt terrible after the first year. What's that? Jared and I had like a really bad nerd score for him, and we were like, oh man, we really missed on Chase Claypool. Yeah, maybe we didn't. Maybe, maybe he just had a really lucky. Like, all those players that we kind of like, same thing. Like people, we had the same thing on low on Juju, and he had yeah. the one. And people were like, "Oh, you miss on Juju?" Like, did we really? Yeah. Did we really? No, we um, let's talk about a little bit about Sam Howe, quarterback seventeen right now. Um, are we higher or lower on Sam Howe at quarterback seventeen, Garrett? Yeah, Sam Howe has really, really impressed. Uh, another week where so close to upsetting a team, uh, they did end up losing to Philadelphia, and that's. That's that's the going to be the tricky part for his long term value is can they keep this thing afloat? Can they sneak into a playoff spot? Not clean house of everybody with the new ownership and all that stuff. Uh, but he's he's played really really well. Uh, I've been really really encouraged by all the things I've been seeing from him. 
tricky part for him is he does have a tougher schedule uh, going forward. It's it's not a super easy, easy division, although the Giants are looking easier and easier by the week. Uh, but it, it's it's not an easy division that he plays in against Philadelphia, against Dallas. We'll have to see how things go, but I I think he's going to stay right around quarterback 17. I know people are eager to move him up because of how well he's played, but I don't think things get easier for him. And he reminds me a lot of Baker, and, and that's not an insult at all because Baker's playing really well, but in the sense where he's not a, a super great running quarterback, although people want him to be. He, he did it off of effort in college, not off of ability in college. So I just don't think there's much of a rushing floor there, and I don't know that this is as good of a unit overall, although I love Dotson, I love McLaurin. Just don't know if it's a good enough unit to really boost him above a mid-quarterback too. Yeah, see, I was excited about him for his rushing ability, for what he's been able to do in the past. Um, haven't seen that this year at all. He's, he's just not eth- – He's he, like you said, like Baker Mayfield was able to run the ball in college and get away from some guys. Yeah. But the defensive linemen are just so much, so faster, much faster in the NFL that he's just not that kind of athlete. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that's the issue with him. Yeah, he he's for me and Superflex that he's right around there. Like he's got the youth quarterback seventeen. But you're right, there is some questions about new ownership. Will Rivera, you know, be there next year if they don't make the playoffs? Um, if Rivera's not there, does that mean Sam Howell is the starting quarterback? Because with this draft class, like Garrett said before the the show, this is one of the strongest quarterback classes we're going to see in a while. There's there's a lot of moving parts here where Kyler could potentially be on the move. Justin Fields could potentially be on the move. Um, you know, does does Baker you know, Cousins could be on does the move. Baker take Tampa Bay to the playoffs? Does he eventually then does he explore free and see? Does he get franchise? You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. players, like you said, that could be on the move here at quarterback. So for me, Sam Howell, there's no guarantee here that he is the long-term answer, even though he's looked pretty solid. But he we've also seen, seen players come in like Taylor Heineke and look solid in his for offense as well. And yeah. So for me... <laughs> Did you say for four weeks? Yeah, yeah. for four weeks. <laughs> for four weeks. So for me, for Sam Howell, he, he's looked pretty solid. Um, but for Dynasty-wise, like if I could flip him for a first in Superflex, I'm, I'm doing that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's more of too. a wait and see... Uh, middle and quarterback again. Quarterback seventeen. That's that's a good quarterback to have in superflex. But I'm still not all in for the long term. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, he's a fifth round draft pick. He he looks good. He looks like somebody that can that should he belongs in the NFL. Absolutely. And he, you know, he's probably one of these guys that is going to be a borderline QB one for a team that they're always going to be trying to kind of replace um, mm-hmm. for his entire career and for fantasy purposes. He's going to have some nice QB2 finishes. I don't think he's ever going to be a QB1. So for that reason, I mean, if you can move him, like Rich said, for a, for a first, do that. I mean, that in, in, in Superflex. How much better is Sam Howell than Brian Hoyer in his prime? In his Brian Hoyer in his prime. I mean, Brian Hoyer was a professional quarterback. Yeah. I think Sam Howell is working his way to being a professional quarterback. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Kyron Williams, currently a running back number three overall Woo. for the L.A. Rams out there. Rams oh, coming out, making just playing football here, winning football Jeez. games. It's insane. Kyron Williams running back three. Is this long-term? <laughs> I mean, long-term, no, but like this year. Do you think he stays at running back three? They got Ronnie Rivers a little bit more uh, involved this week out there in L.A. 
And I mean, it's always about the usage and all the usage is, is there. They're about to get Cooper cut back as well to help for this big time throwing game. Um, Tyler Higby, they just extended uh, for three more years out, out there. And he had a little Achilles injury too. But this offense is really starting to uh, hum a little bit here. It's helping Kyron Williams. But for me, I, I'm every week scouring my team league to see who needs a running back and packaging Kyron Williams in my second to try and get their first. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't I don't see a long-term answer here um, in Dynasty. And you never know. Sometimes these guys like this stick for a couple of years. Like, you know, like James Conner. Like, was James, I never thought, like, James Conner was going to be a consistent year-in, year-out basis. But for the last, like, three or four years, James Conner has been a very viable Dynasty Fanciable running back. Yeah. You know, can the Rams try to, like, avoid their cap woes um, and just stick with Kyron Williams? Or will they grab a guy in the third or fourth round? And we're talking about him next year. Like, oh, this guy's better than Kyron Williams. He can come in and beat him. It's tough. I think for this year, there's a very good chance Kyron Williams finishes the top 12 fantasy football running back. Very, very good chance. Uh, for Dynasty, it's, it's crazy volume. Yeah, and volume's key. And I know it's redundant here because we talk about like Mike Davis in Atlanta, how he finishes running back 12 with no talent. Um, just on volume. Kyron Williams getting that more talented guy like Mike Davis being more involved in the passing game, which is mm-hmm. also a huge bonus for him. Um, I think he's be a running back one. And I think this is something you just have to, if you have him, I'm every week trying to offload him to a team that needs a good running back. And I'm not settling either. I'm not just taking anything either. I want a young upside guy. I like, um, Maybe if you like Jameson Williams for the Lions is about to come back. That's a sure. guy you gamble on. Jahan Dotson. Uh, there. A Jahan Dotson somewhere around there. Like those guys. Mm-hmm. Or I'm trying to package him in a second if I'm a contender and move up to a team that's in the middle somewhere around there into the first. You he, might not even have to package your second. Some people, some contenders are really in on him. He, he's first. He, I mean, he's your classic. Really? He is your classic short term asset, right? I mean, you, you, you try to you try to get in, get out, and, and get whatever you can for this guy. As high, I mean, like Right now you're at a peak. You're 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 he's number th- he's number three running back. He's getting all the work in in this offense. And to answer your direct question, is he going to stay? At, uh, you know, running back three or go down? I think he's going to go down. I I do think he's got the work, like you said, Rich, to stay in the running back one conversation, which makes him a great sell. So, Kyron Williams, if you're not a contender, if you're not a serious contender, I'm 100 percent selling. All right, so here's here's some deals recently for Swift or for Kyron Williams, uh, and this is going back just the past four or five days. Uh, Kyron Williams for DeAndre Swift, Kyron Williams for a twenty four first, Kyron Williams uh, for Javante, Kyron <laughs> what, Williams. What you, uh, let me let me let me ask you before you move on. I've taken all of the other side so far on all of these on each one I've read. Okay. I don't know. I don't so know about you guys. Rather have Javante. So you'd rather have Javante. Oh yeah. I was just, I was just curious. Cause I know you're a Kyron guy as well. I was a Kyron guy. Uh, and th- this has been this. I haven't talked about it much. It has been like a little bit of affirming because yeah. he, his stock plummeted after the, the terrible 40 time and stuff like that. I was like, guys, he's, he's a good runner. He's not explosive, but he's a, he's a really good runner. Wish I uh, so he's, I, I do have him like on, a few teams because yeah. of that, where I took them late. Uh, so I am happy about that. Me too. Goose egg. Rich. 0.0 <laughs> shares. Yeah. Uh, Kyron for a 25 first. I'm going to uh, start listening to Garrett. Uh, Kyron, Kyron no. Williams for Drake London. I'm just kidding, dude. Just I never, I never would have gotten Justin Jefferson. <laughs> if I listened to that guy. 
Yeah, so maybe you don't even have Fair. to do what I was saying where you get a package a second up. You maybe might be able to just get him for a straight. first. Yeah, Drake um, London right now. But maybe like maybe you just offer your third in Kyron for the first, like to really kind of... Just kinda, to make sure. Yeah, do they get a little... Uh, I'll be generous. Yeah, hey, I'm going to kind of slightly overpay here. Yeah. <laughs> or not overpay. Uh, give you the deal this entry here just for a first for running back three overall. Man. Uh, yeah, these, these are the kind of guys that pop up all the time and you always want to make those moves. And... Even if he ends up being a running back there for like even next year, I still feel very comfortable I can get a first or any of those returns that you mentioned. We, we don't have a lot of time left, but there's a couple specific ones I wanted to get to. Uh, we, we talked briefly about Nico Collins. Nico Collins currently at wide receiver seven. Whew. Do we think this year, and we can talk long-term too, this year, is he going to stay in that wide receiver seven range? Uh, is he going to, f- I mean, higher? I, I doubt that he goes much higher, but possible. Uh, does he go lower? But then also... Value wise, long term, how bought in are we to Nico? Because he's now tied to a very, very good quarterback, and he's looked every bit what we hoped he could be when we talked about him three years ago. Eleven targets, nine targets, three targets, nine targets. Dude's getting work, man. Yeah. There was that one, you know, one weird. That was the Tank Dell week. Yep, where Tank would just went off. Yep, it happens. It does. Yeah, fourteen points, twenty seven point six, five point four, thirty five point eight. Um, he's got better, probably long-term longevity value that I would think than Tank Dell. Uh, just in my yeah. opinion, uh, there's a very good chance that Nico Collins probably could get extended for a uh, uh, 24 okay more. years old. Only 24. Young, yeah. By I the mean, way. was Matt not here for that show? We talked about it. No, that was on BSN that you and I did that. Oh, that was on a BSN show. So yeah, yeah. the BSN show, him and I were talking to you Collins and we came to the conclusion, like we would hundred percent give up a late 24 first for Nico Collins. And, and that got, was like after week one or something like that. Yeah. That we were talking about this. We got some pushback on it. And here we are still wide receiver seven. And there's some good chance. I mean, if you're going to gamble, you're going to have to Collins, pay more than that now, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole offense is just so much better than we thought it was going to be. Right. So I much mean, better. It's a defensive head coach. You don't normally see that. Right. Where the passing game comes along that quickly. Well, you heard a good offensive coordinator. Though. They did. They did. They absolutely did. But typically, you you know, you get the more, okay, we got Damian Pierce. We want to build up our defense. But, you know, ground control. We want to we want to make sure we control this game, time of possession. Like, no, he's letting them. He's letting yeah. it rip. Yeah. Every week he's getting better and better it, it doing is, it too. It, yeah. is, it is like the new NFL, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like this is kind of it. It's like, hey, man, if you're even if you're a defensive guy, they're starting to learn like, Facing that kind of offense, the one that San Francisco runs where people are moving all over the place, it's a pain in the butt to defend. So yes. let's do that. Let's do what's, a, what's difficult to defend on offense. Let's Copy. go run that on offense. Yep. Yeah, and Nico's the number one receiver there. Even a guy like Damian Pierce is a good buy. I mean, his usage is a ton. It's just the touchdowns out there. The team's starting to push the football downfield, so those touchdowns are going to come for him as well. I would 100% pay uh, a first still for Nico Collins. Absolutely. And, and I might even give a little on top. I think I would give more on top as now. Well, it, it's... That it's a it's a good gamble to bet on, right? Like this is this is like black came up four times in a row. Like where mm-hmm. are you going to put your money? You're going to put it on red because the odds are it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel much more comfortable having Nico Collins from the age of 24 to 29 over the next five years than I do gamble on a late round rookie pick yeah. um, in the first round in any draft class. Which is fit, like we said again, we went through the data 50 50. So for me, I would give a little bit more on Nico Collins as well. If I needed a receiver, like I was a little bit more desperate, I'd probably give my first and a second mm-hmm. uh, for Nico. I think I'm at that point too. Or I would give like a mid first. Like I think either of those two things I would be willing to do at this point. And I, and I really hope he just, my, my only concern here, the only thing I'd be hoping here is he stays in te- Houston. 
for the rest of his career. That's yeah. what, or he gets another contract with Houston. Is it, this is last year, right? Is that? Is uh, this is year three, so he has one yeah, more year one after more. this, which is good. Yeah. The other thing that helps, too, uh, you can always be worried about uh, are, are, is a team going to draft their their young quarterback another receiver to really they yeah. don't have a, they don't have a first round pick this year that that pick is in Arizona so you don't have to worry about them utilizing a first round pick on another stud receiver or something like a lot that of receivers in the second they round though, there too. are a lot of guys in the second round but they don't have Cleveland's they do have Cleveland's oh first. they do have Cleveland's from Deshaun that's true yeah and so they do have that. a first round pick yeah dang it and it's going to be a pretty good one. Right now, I mean, shut your whore mouth. Uh, it depends on a lot of things. Anyway, where, where, where are we at showtime, Wes? Hey, hold on. Before we move on, we're done with the show. He <laughs> said we're done with the we're show. We're done with the show. The show's Screw over. Screw it. The show's over, but I got to ask a question. Oh, geez. Sean Watson apparently was cleared to play and decided not to play this weekend. It's, it's opposite of Baker. I think, I mean, you could... Everybody in Cleveland got mad at Baker for playing through the injury and not playing well. Yeah. And now everyone in Cleveland's mad at Deshaun Watson I'm not for mad. not playing when he's like, that's the hard part is like, like, it's a no win situation. I'm more on like the Baker side of thing. Like I'm more old school in the sense of like, you rub some dirt on it. You, like you do everything you can to get out there and make them pull you. Like yeah. I'm, that's just more my mentality, but I feel here's the way I, I was just curious how you guess that. It, it is as a, Die hard Browns guy. The way I look at it is, you know, Deshaun Watson's coming off his best game as a Cleveland Brown. He got hurt. He didn't practice all week. Mm-hmm. All week he did not practice. So that, that right there should have been like a hint. Even though we thought he was going to play, he historically plays through injuries, Deshaun Watson. Like he's, he, you can't question his toughness over the history. I think he feels like the way, like he went out there, tested it. He was not 100%. He was in pain and felt like he couldn't have to be 100%. And I think, after the first two games where he did not perform well yeah, at all, sure. like he, he doesn't want to put himself in position to have another bad game versus a team like the Ravens and go out there and not be able to help his team. I felt no, like, I, I think you know, warm up had to do with the Ravens. Yeah. He couldn't perform. I, I wouldn't want to go after out there after the Ravens or against the Ravens either. But it, I, here's, here's what I think is more concerning was the fact that head coach Stephens fancy actually came out and said, yeah, I don't know. He was medically clear to play, but chose not to because he said his body wasn't right. Or like, he, and we, we trust word. him. He's listening to his body. Like he definitely like it was like passive in the way he said it, but it definitely was throwing him under the bus. Like if I'm the head coach, I'll take that. I'll say, yeah, yeah I didn't, you know, that's on me. I didn't think he was ready and to he go. He never does that for any, that's, it's, re- it's really no. out of character for him to say that. That's that's where my concern is and where the red flag pops up. No, that that's exactly why I asked. Because if my head, if, if I was a head coach and I'm saying that about my starting quarterback, it's because I don't like my starting quarterback. Yeah. But they wanted an adult. So they what? They wanted an adult yep. quarterback. In I'm just, Cleveland. I'm just, so I'm glad they got, I'm just, adult. I'm just trying to flush out some stuff guys with you. All Thanks right. man. Appreciate right. it. We Let's could have been talking about Cole Komet right now, but instead you brought up heartbreak. No, we can talk about Cole Komet next show. If you want. I mean, I know. Well, no, we got next show coming. If you want to uh, check out that show, it's a nerd herd show. Um, we always do two podcasts every single week. Uh, one's for our, members, which is a nerd herd. You can always join nerd herd. Like I said, if you join underdog deposit 10 bucks, we're going to give you a free membership or you can just join already. And uh, yeah, I mean, all those memberships, we just going to keep on building really cool tools for you to use. Check out the dynasty GM. You get that with your membership. Um, The nerd score, the film room, which is, 
we just had a huge, massive film room update uh, for all the college games right now. So the Dyson which is very room. early, by the way. I, I want to say, like, I'm very proud of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're, we've gotten this tape really early, started cutting it really early. And these are games from this year. These are not games from last year. These are games that are already in the first four or five weeks of the college season. All 22 film. All 22 film. So we give you all the tools you're going to need to succeed in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Check it out. Um, Nerd Herd there. said underdog. Get a free membership. If you enjoy the show, leave us a rating and review. Until then, we'll be back next week talking week five Dynasty Fantasy Football. Adios.